Oh, I've been hearing a lot about civil war, but is that threat even real? We're going to talk about that. And immigration is going to be the biggest uh, campaign issue in the next year. But why do we even talk about immigration, truly? I'm going to talk about that. And Obama's movies, are they good? Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. Happy Friday to you. The last Friday of 2023, so make it a damn good one, honey. I hope you're going to have a safe New Year's Eve. I'm going to be at a pub at 3 o'clock. Uh, then at Rera in Las Vegas, I'm going to be at Rera at 3 o'clock. Uh, and then at 4 o'clock, they do the Irish countdown because that's midnight in Ireland. And then 4.05, that's that. Amber and I will grab a bite to eat and come home. And that's my New Year's Eve. I ain't going to be out in the world at all hours and all of that. Uh-uh. And given all the viruses out there right now, being in a crowd is the last thing I really want to do. Uh, so that's going to happen. Uh, and I hope, you're, I hope you've got your plan. If your plan is doing nothing, that's fine. It's a fine thing to do. Stay away from the crowds and stay safe. It's a fine thing to do. Uh, all right. I was talking to my friend Heath via text. I talk every morning to my friend Heath via text and about 12 other people. Uh, and he really feels that 2024 is going to be a, a shit show. Uh, and that there's a chance of civil war. And you've heard, if this happens, there'll be civil war. If that happens, there'll be civil Oh, they've been throwing that term around. If there's civil war, civil war, civil war, civil war. Uh, in fact, what was that, Nikki Haley? They asked her if they about the civil war and slavery, and she said slavery had nothing to do with the civil war. <laughs> now, the civil war is really about states' rights. In a way, she is right about that. But what was the state's right that they were fighting over? Slavery. Uh, Civil War was about economics for the powerful, but it was about slavery to those that were fighting. Uh, and I don't want to give you a Civil War lesson and explain that, but, you know, the North couldn't compete financially with the South because the South had free labor. And so businesses in the North said, you got to outlaw slavery because we cannot compete. It wasn't about, you know, that's the one thing. Abolishing slavery was never about helping black people. It was about helping white people. Think about that. Abolishing slavery was about helping white people. That's all we ever do is help white people. Because abolishing slavery was about paying wages to people who worked for you. So you had to up the price of your products so you could compete. And then the northern people could compete with the southern people when it came to selling products. Because if you got free labor, you could undercut people who had to pay for labor. So really the Civil War and freeing of slaves was about white people, not black people. If it was about black people, we would have treated them much better after slavery. And we didn't. It proves it was never about them. It was about white people making money. The North in particular. Northerners wanted to make more money and sell more goods so they had to be able to compete with the South. The South had slaves. And therefore, their labor was cheaper. And so the North had to abolish slavery so they could get more competitive in the marketplace. It was, it was about slavery, but not about black people. So Nikki Haley was, was it Nikki Haley? Yeah, so she was wrong. Um, but they talk about civil war a lot. Oh, and I'm like, you know what? The one thing that we have done repeatedly is overestimate MAGA. You know, MAGA... All the power derived in MAGA has been given and granted to them. 
Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, they empower MAGA, okay? Donald Trump empowers MAGA. But MAGA is not powerful on its own. You know, they they scream, we're going to do a civil war. Okay, well, 61 million people voted for Donald Trump. There's 330 million Americans. That means 270 million Americans did not vote for Donald Trump. So already, if you're going to have a civil war, you got 60 million against 270 million. Those odds are a bit dicey. Then you have to say, well, where's their army? Where's their General Lee? Where's their... They don't have an army. They're not members of well-regulated militias. If you've seen these MAGA groups of the guys with the no dicks and the guns and the big trucks, they're not organized. They're not trained. Oh, they think they are, but they've never been in real warfare. The minute they were involved in anything that looked like real warfare, they'd run with their cowardly tails between their legs. They'd hop in their Ford F-150s and speed away because they're not really willing to die. Some of them are. A few of them are, 10% maybe. Maybe five or six million of the 60 million would die for their cause. But we have something called the National Guard. We have an army, a navy. We have Marines. And if you think that we have police, and if you think that they're all MAGA, or that they're all going to side with MAGA, then you've been misled. The minute MAGA tried to storm the Capitol again, They'd be killed. We wouldn't let them do it again. So this fear of a civil war, we got to stop indulging these people. That's where they get their power. They get their power because we indulge them. You know, Target gave them power by indulging them on the gay issue and moving the merchandise. Or, Well, they were threatening our employees. Shoot them. Put them down. And if there's a civil war, we'll finally be able to do that. And their numbers will thin rapidly. So I do not fear a civil war from MAGA. I do not. If the red states want to leave, let them. Cut them off of Social Security, Medicare. Cut them off of welfare. Cut them off of all of it. Every federal bit of aid that they get, cut them off. Cut off their pharmacies. Cut off their drug supplies. These people, most of them are unemployed or on disability or some kind of state aid, cut it off. If you go to war with the federal government, the federal government has no responsibility to you. Cut off their Social Security payments. What are they going to fund their civil war with? Huh? You know, the sad part is that half of the money Donald Trump has in his coffers came from the federal government, from Social Security, welfare, state aid. These aren't hardworking wage earners out there who are giving their hardworking wages to Donald Trump. They're giving their Social Security checks. Cut those off. How are they going to buy ammunition if they have no money? How are they going to stand up against tanks and F-14s and all of that? This notion that MAGA is as powerful as the United States of America is insulting. Okay, it's insulting. And this notion that they are the majority, and and we've treated them like the majority. Businesses cave to them. They're not the majority. 
There may be 60 million out of 330 million. They're not the majority. Okay, they're, they're 20%. That means 80% is not them. So this notion that they would launch a civil war, let them. Now, some of us may die. I may die. Some of us may die in this civil war because of these lone wolves and these rogue actors. You know, but there's, there's already that risk from school shootings and regular shootings. And MAGA is already trying to fight a civil war. How many of these nut jobs that go into the malls and start shooting are MAGA? Uh, all of them. <laughs> or most, a predominant number. So they're already, you know, trying to wage a culture war. And they're losing that too. Disney still exists. Disney's still here. Target, still here. Walmart, still profitable. So let's stop giving MAGA power in 2024. Let's treat them like the miscreants that they are. Yeah, they got a guy elected. They did. They got. That's because too many liberals sat their asses at home. And too many middle-of-the-roads or real Republicans wouldn't vote their conscience and what they knew was right. So yes, they let that slime ball win. Will he win again? I doubt it. If he does, it's because of Democrats. It won't be because of MAGA. If Donald Trump wins again, it's not because there's more MAGA than not. It's because liberals and progressives didn't show up. Didn't get involved. Got disgusted because Joe Biden's too old. Sometimes progressives make me sick, by the way. Just make me sick. You know, yeah, I think Biden's too old. I'm still going to vote for him. All right, when we come back, another big issue, immigration. Why is it even an issue? Why? It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel Cast, driving you home or driving you crazy. Oh, there's migrants headed towards the border, and Joe Biden is not handling the border properly, and the immigrants, the immigration, are filthy, polluting the blood of America, blah, 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 blah. What the hell is all this problem with immigration? Why do any of you give a rat's ass about legal or illegal immigration? Why does it, what is it even, well, they're taking our jobs. No, they're not. I have the numbers. They're not. Well, they're clogging up our hospital. Nope, they're not. They're not. There's more poor white people in America, citizens, than there are illegal immigrants. How do I know? Because there's 19 million total illegal immigrants in the United States. 19 million. I'm sorry. Um, yes, that includes illegal immigrants. Yes. So 19 million total. I mean, have you seen a map of the United States and the population? We have lots of space in the United States. 19 million people, the country ain't even going to feel. We could give them Montana. There's only a million people in Montana. 19 million people, that's L.A. County, period. And subsequently, a lot of the illegal immigrants live there. Uh, that, you know, that's not, that really, that's 20, I think it's 22 million people in L.A. County. 
That's how many illegal immigrants are in the United States, the population of L.A. County. And most people in New York or Florida or wherever, they don't give a rat's ass about the population of L.A. County. They never deal with those people. They never talk to those people. And those people don't affect their lives in any way, shape, or form. So what's the fuss over immigration? Well, the cost. Okay, let's talk about the cost, shall we? Illegal immigration cost us about $95 billion annually. $95 billion. Now, the way we get that number is, guess what? A lot of illegal immigrants actually pay over their lifetime. If you add up all the money paid by illegal immigrants that actually are educated and get good jobs, they pay trillions of dollars over their lifetime into the system and they don't get it back. If an immigrant gets a job, they pay taxes. They pay sales taxes. They pay uh, you know, employment taxes. They pay more into the system than they'll ever take back. So if you subtract all the money that they put into the system versus all the money that the ones who don't put into the system, the illegals that come here and they're not educated and they don't have a high school degree and they don't, they're not going to get a high-paying job, they're just going to get a low-paying, you know, they're going to pick the cotton <laughs> or pick the vegetables or the fruits or whatever, do the construction or menial labor, whatever. If you look at those people and how much they cost us and then you subtract the amount that other illegals put into the system, the deficits, about $95 billion a year. Most illegal immigrants are paid for by other illegal immigrants when it comes to taxes, okay, and it comes to social services and all of that. Most of them are actually paid for by the others who come. So $95 billion, $94 billion a year is what illegal immigrants cost the United States. And you're like, well, that's a lot of money, Carell. Well, is it? We've already given $100 billion to Ukraine this year. $100 billion. And if you count up all the billions we've given to foreign countries to fight wars, it's in the trillions. So $94 billion the entire year, the cost of illegal immigrants, or $100 billion to Ukraine. Which would, you know, I'd rather pay for the immigrants myself. I don't know about you. And then, of course, in the United States right now, in 2022, there was $688 billion in unpaid taxes. That's just for one year. $688 billion in unpaid taxes. That would offset the cost of illegal immigration for seven years if people just paid their taxes. $900 billion defense budget, almost a trillion dollars. That's 10 times what illegal immigrants cost us, and no one bats an eye at almost a trillion dollars for the military, and we're supposed to be at peace. 34% of U.S. businesses do not pay taxes, and those are the biggest companies in the country. 34% of businesses in the country don't pay taxes. And of that number, a majority are the large, enormous, multi-billion dollar companies. If just those companies paid their fair share of taxes, you wouldn't even think about $94 billion for illegal immigration. It wouldn't even be on your radar. It's the tip of the check. 
And so I really don't understand why immigration is a problem. Well, you've never lived in a border town, but I have. Now, our response to it is the problem. In other words, we don't have an infrastructure set up for them. Why not? They've been coming every year since the dawn of our country. So why don't we have a better immigration system? Why don't we have, you know, day worker passes where they can come in, legally work, and then leave? Why don't we have more work-study programs? Why don't we have better amnesty programs? Why don't we take better care of these immigrants? And then you wouldn't see them. Instead, we do horrible, inhumane things to them. Ship them places on buses and leave them at the side of the road. Fly them places and dump them on people's doorsteps like they're human garbage. These immigrants are people. And no human is illegal just because he crosses an imaginary line in the sand. We all walked out of Africa. Every single human on the planet their ancestors all walked out of, out of Africa, period. Everybody, every race of people, every person in every corner of the world, all of their ancestors walked out of Africa and walked up, crossed the seas, populated the planet. They all crossed boundaries before the boundaries were even there. So why is immigration even an issue? It does not affect your life. I would love to hear from you. How does immigration affect your life? How does any illegal coming across the southern border play into anything that you do other than give you cheap labor, give you construction workers, give you people to pick your produce, give you people to work at menial jobs that white people will not take? So outside of making your life better, better, which they do, how do illegal immigrants bother you in any way, shape, or form? I can't get health care because, no, you can't get health care because your government doesn't care enough about you to cover you. That's why you can't get health care. You can't get health care because corporations have taken over health care and instead of building more hospitals and recruiting more doctors and nurses, they're making cuts. It has nothing to do with 19 million people total in this country. 19 million people total. So tell me again why immigration is such a big issue. Oh, because it's a divisive issue. Because it's easy to get people riled up. Because it's easy to paint the other as the enemy. Immigrants are not your enemy. They actually help your country. They built America. Let's remember Illegal immigrants were slaves. They didn't apply to come here. They were kidnapped and taken here illegally. Okay? Human trafficked. They didn't want to be here. They were illegal. They were kidnapped. They were the victims of crimes. And they built your country. And the Mexicans and Guatemalans that you're screaming about, Without them, who'd be cleaning the hotel rooms here in Las Vegas? Who'd be picking up your shit, literally, your actual shit? Who becomes nurses? Who becomes teachers? Low-paying jobs. Immigrants, that's who. And how much do they cost us a year? $94 billion. One-tenth of what our military cost us. It's not even a, a, that's just not even a fraction of what the unpaid taxes in our country are.
94 billion is less than we've given to Ukraine. But somehow this is an issue that you should be concerned about in election year. When there's climate change going on that's killing us, when there's all kinds of horrors in the world, you're supposed to be concerned about a total of 19 million people. That's politics. It's not real. It's stupid. And you should tell people that immigration is not a problem. And it's certainly not one for them. And when they try to tell you why it is, have some facts like I do and counter them. Illegals aren't taking anything from you. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. So it's the last Friday of the year, and everybody has come up with their best TV and movie list. We're going to talk about that, including President Obama's. Uh, But before we do, I would just like to thank my patrons at Patreon and tell you that this last year would not have been possible without you. Right now, I get about $643 a month from Patreon. It's not a lot, but I'll tell you what it does. It pays a $493 bill that I have every month on a loan that I have, a $9,000 loan which was 18000 and now I've paid it down to nine, And that payment is $458 a month. And your Patreon money goes right into my SAG-AFTRA checking account. And then SAG-AFTRA takes out the money for the loan that I got from SAG-AFTRA when I needed to replace things around the house and all that other stuff. And so you are making it so that loan doesn't hurt me, doesn't you know, ding me every month and make it so I have to choose between food or paying the loan. And that's such an enormous weight. Now, if we doubled it to 1300, which by the way, I can make still on disability, it would take another payment off of me. And so if you're not a patron, please become a patron. But I just want you all to know, and I can see your faces, with the people that join me on the Zoom calls and uh, people like Rachel Capper and her husband, Norm, and, you know, just so many, Sibylle and Ingrid and just all, all my guys. I have lots of guys on the Zoom calls from my friend out in Ohio or Oklahoma. I always get it confused. Uh, to, <laughs> you know, it's a middle state, so I just, whatever. Uh, but he's a former pathologist. Uh, My IT friend in Los Angeles who works in IT and has had in and out of the hospital recently with some horrible things, the cellulitis. I hope that he is actually getting better and, you know, good over the holidays. So many people. I could just go through the list. If you think I don't know who you are, I know every patron. Randy Radar, who has been this wonderful, wonderful kind of knight in shining armor when, you know, when I need it most, all of a sudden there'll be a... Uh, PayPal of, you know, $200. And I'll be like, oh my God, I needed that. You know, so, cause I told you, I played for you last week, Billy Porter. And uh, before Christmas, I played for you, Billy Porter, 
uh, and Taraji P. Henson talking about unless you have FU money in this business, every entertainer is like two or three checks away from just being kaput. I'm not even two or three checks. I'm one check away. So thank you, patrons. You literally make this show possible this last year. Thank you so much. If you weren't there, I would have to find another part-time income because I cannot live off disability. Like, no one can. We, in Japan, they sued because they said you keep us in poverty when you, you know, on disability and welfare and all that. You, you don't give us enough to live. They won their case. They upped the m- amount of money that you get in Japan on Social Security, well, on their form of Social Security disability and, and their public assistance. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, listeners around the world. Amsterdam. I'm charting in Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. I'd love the lead spline. I'd love to live there. I really would. I love you, Amsterdam. Ireland, the UK, United States, Canada. Throughout the year, I've charted in all of these places, and I, I just, you have my heart. I love you. I mean it. I really, if I could go and thank each and every one of you individually, I would. For those that listen on SoundCloud and consistently put me on the top of their charts, thank you. This year would not have been possible without you. So thank you on this last Friday of the year. Thank you so very, very much. All right. Obama has released the movies that he loves. It's screener season. See these? these see this stack here? This is just like a quarter of the screeners that I've gotten. And the one on top is one of Obama's favorite movies. That's um, called Past Lives. It's a really great movie about what if? <laughs> what if we had done this instead of that? Um, so Past Lives. Okay. His, his list is The Holdovers, Rustin. Rustin is right here. Rustin is a gay civil rights leader, he was, in the African-American community who was crucial to the movement but couldn't get credit because he was gay. American Fiction, another on Obama's list that is right here. The Zone of Interest, not on Obama's list but on everybody else's. So uh, that's about a, being living outside of uh, Auschwitz, actually. The white people that lived outside of Auschwitz and sort of ignored that the Jews were being burned right over the, the fence. So his list is The Holdovers. I agree. Paul Giamatti, a fabulous Christmas film. It should become a classic. It's so good. Watch The Holdovers if you can. Rustin was wonderful. Oppenheimer, which I have. Incredible, profound, stunning, brilliant filmmaking, brilliant acting. American Symphony, as I just showed you. It's a comedy, by the way. Anatomy of a Fall. I have that one right there. It's literally about a fall, about a a woman on trial for pushing her husband out the window. Uh, incredible movie. Uh, Past Lives, right here. Polite Society, 1001, and Monster. Those are all on his list of the top movies of the year. Uh, I will agree with him on Past Lives. I will agree with him on Rustin. Uh, I have not seen American Fiction yet. Uh, it's a it's a Cord Jefferson's hilarious directorial debut, which confronts our culture's obsession with reducing people to outrageous stereotypes. Uh, Jeffrey Wright stars as Monk, a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment profiting from black entertainment that relies on tried and offensive tropes. To prove his point, he uses a pen name to write an outlandish black book of his own, a book that propels him to the heart of hypocrisy and madness as he, uh, the, that he claims to disdain. I have to tell you, uh, there's a great show, one of the top ten of the year. It's called Poker Face. It's on Peacock. 
It stars Natasha Lyonne. Please binge watch every episode. 98% on the tomato meter. I couldn't agree more. Poker Face with Natasha Lyonne. There's a very funny scene where she sort of adopts a dog, and the dog will only be quiet when there's MAGA on the radio. And so she calls the dog MAGA Dog. And the talk show host that is saying every stereotypical thing, immigrants are taking your jobs, and the government created COVID, and all of this sounds like this backwoods white guy, okay? Well, she finds out it's actually just a bored black guy that works at the radio station who doesn't believe a word of what he's saying. Uh, And I really believe that things like American Fiction and like Poker Face in that particular episode uh, are poignant because I don't believe that these people making the money, the Charlie Kirks and all that, I don't believe they believe a word of what they're saying. I think they just say it to make the money. But, you know. So if you have to watch some movies, I would definitely... Oh, I got to tell you about the strangest movie I saw. (laughs) Dick's the Musical with Nathan Lane, uh, directed by Larry Charles, Megan Mullally, uh, Megan the Stallion, Bowen Yang. I know that this movie is written by gay men to piss off, well, everybody, uh, and to counter the people that said, well, if people, gay people can get married, then what's to stop brothers from getting married? <laughs> because brothers do. But if you watch this, be afraid. I am Carell. Happy New Year. Be who you want to be so don't hurt anybody. We'll see you in the new year. We'll see you next week when it's a new year. I love you. I love you so much. Don't forget to go to the website, reallycorel.com. Click on things I adore. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.